I'll tell you what, just when you thought we had vanished, we are back for episode eight of the Pitch Podcast. Hello, Adelaide United family. My name is Jared Walsh. We'll get to our guest in a second. Uh, it's been an interesting couple of rounds in the Liberty A-League women. We took the three points from Canberra. I'll tell you one person who was very excited about that. That was a Maverick, Chook. She was pumped. We'll talk about her. And uh, in the Isuzu Ute A-League men's competition, the original rivalry, nothing happened until the last, like, 15 minutes. And I'm still working out what happened with that goal from Harvey Lopez, but doesn't matter. Goody got one. We shared the points, and we just love love. Football should be about love. So I focus on the love, not hate. That's all I'll say about that. Let's get to our guest. Uh, I'm pumped to be speaking to this special guest today. Because in the nicest way possible, I think this player plays with a chip on their shoulder, which is a brilliant way to play football, and we'll uh, deep dive into that. I think our best player so far this season as well, with work rate, attitude, and fighting for everything, and is our RAA player of the match against Canberra United. Fiona Words, welcome to the Pitch Podcast. How are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Very good. Am I accurate in describing that you have a chip on your shoulder in the nicest way possible? I don't know. Okay, so well, let's break it down. We're going to find out about uh, your football life, and we're going to find out. I can take these headphones off now because I don't. I don't need them. It doesn't matter. Um, we can find out about uh, your journey and how you got to this season. Um, you're a soft talker, so you're going to have to talk into the microphone. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, so talk about the game on the weekend, Canberra United. It was uh, interesting to watch, but we are playing attacking football at the moment. We're scoring goals, and you all look like you're having lots of fun. Yeah, um, I think the vibe's good. Like you know, training's good, and I think coming off the win last week, uh, definitely pretty comfortable going into the game this week. But um, yeah, we didn't play very well. I don't think didn't really keep the ball that well, but. Yeah, we were clinical. We probably only had like four chances and scored three goals. So, yeah, it's pretty good. We spoke to Emma the Maverick a couple of episodes ago, and she obviously left Canberra in uh, circumstances where she was honest, and it was a great episode for those of you who haven't listened. Um, she didn't want to leave Canberra, and she ended up leaving Canberra. So uh, she's here playing for Adelaide, yeah. and she went out there, made her mark, and it obviously meant a lot to her. Yeah. And that's um, two really good performances from our A League women's side against Canberra over a couple of weeks. Um, it, it's probably matches like this last season that could have gone either way that yeah. we didn't get the points and that resulted in us missing the final. So is that one of the messages from Adrian to go, we need to maximise our opportunities here? Yeah, I think definitely um, picking up points away last season was something we didn't do too well at. Um, yeah, like that first game against Canberra, we threw away a 2-0 lead um, and then went into the half in at halftime, 2-0 up again. So um, I think, yeah, picking up those points away... And picking up points when we're not necessarily having our best day or necessarily playing our best football is probably the difference so far anyway. And Nano's been awesome. I, I know that um, locally we know how good she is yeah. at an NPL level, but now the rest of the country gets to see yeah. how good she has been and alongside yourself has been brilliant this season. What can you tell us about her? She's a great player to play with, like um, – you can just sort of make runs and she'll find the ball, like whether it has to be a chip or it's like the outside of the boot um, and super reliable. Um, yeah, but one of those players that's sort of been around locally for ages. Obviously, I've only been here like a couple of years, but I think it's probably a surprise for most people that she hasn't played A-League women before um, and she's like fit in, like she's been here forever. So. And 
Dylan comes back, um, so she's yeah. played a couple of games now. I was a bit worried in the, the match that we played against um, Perth. I thought she was injured, and she came off. She just looked a bit cooked in the end because, obviously, she needed a bit more match fitness. Yeah. But um, it must be good having her back around the change rooms. Yeah. Obviously, um, she's not the captain, but no. you don't necessarily need to wear the armband to be skipper. No. So for her leadership and guidance, um, it just adds probably, in my opinion, a strength to the side that, any nerves that we had going into the season because we had such a high turnover of yeah. players to get Dylan back, I'm sure yeah. that provides a bit of comfort. Yeah, definitely. I think that was a massive, um, yeah, sort of like a confidence boost looking at the looking at the season ahead, knowing that she was coming back. Yeah, she was a great player last season um, and it was obviously sad to lose her f- towards the end. Yeah, so to have her back, she's great and she's been doing well so far and she's still relatively like fresh coming back in as well. We've got a game this weekend, doubleheader against Melbourne City. What's it like to play on Cooper Stadium? Like, we probably, um, you know, I'm speaking from a perspective from the A-League men, right? It's something that just happens every match. Yeah. But to go to Martin, to Cooper's, I'm sure it's a, a big step up because of the facilities, the, the pitch and how it feels. But can you describe that, what it feels like to actually get the opportunity to play there? Um. I feel like it kind of gives you those moments that sort of um, like remind you that what you're doing is quite a big thing. Like you're playing a professional sport in a sport, I guess, that's not really that big. And there aren't heaps of professional players uh, in the world that get to call themselves um, professional women's footballers. Um, So I think definitely when you go out into a stadium like that and you've got the changing rooms that have you know, you've got everything you need in them, much bigger, have multiple toilets and like, you know, like Marden. When you say multiple it. toilets, uh, what like are there some toilets. places that don't have... Marden has one bathroom. So like if you've got, if you have the 11 players that need to do a nervous wee, yeah. you have to form a lineup to go, yeah. all right, so yeah. Izzy's done her wee, now it's, I mean, yeah. sorry, that's disgusting of me to suggest that, but um, <laughs> but I'm accurate, right? Yeah. If you saw like nearly <sighs> every single week, yeah. I'm like the last player. To do a nervous to, like, wee? Run, run, yeah. And I'll run. I'll have to run after the team has already gone out. Every, it's happened every single game. I'm in the bathroom. I get out the bathroom, and the team's walking onto the pitch. What happens if you need to go to the bathroom during the match? Because you I can't sub off. Because then you can't come back on. Well, I don't know. I worry about this. Mm. I think like one time is going to be a time that I'm like, I, I need a wee. I'm going to have to, going to have to go. I think you can, but I think you get booked. So it happens. So yellow so card it, it wee. To an English player who ran off in the middle of a game. Yeah. Went to the bathroom. I think he got booked, but I think you can. I don't know. I've never seen it before. Have you? Hold on. Uh, Serge Van Dyke did it. He did a wee. No, he did, he did something else. Yeah. He did a. a <laughs> so Serge did a Van Dyke in the bathroom, and okay. So thank you. Um, yeah. We always like to mention that Tim and GL are in the background here, and they're not in the background because they are part of this team that make up the Pitch Podcast. So thank you very much, guys. That's fascinating. Okay. Sorry for being so graphic. Uh, how are you feeling about Melbourne City? Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough game. Um, okay, cheers. Yeah, is I that was, it? I was about to carry on. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. I'm just saying talking to, to the think. microphone. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. um, no, it's definitely going to be a tough game. They've been scoring quite a lot of goals, but I mean, so have we. Um, I think last time maybe the scoreline wasn't really fair. Um, there were definitely patches of that game where we were on top. Mm. I think we just need to... 
bring a bit more of that across the whole 90 minutes and yeah, we should be right. Can you talk to us about your football journey, um, how you ended up here in Adelaide? Because you've had a your, re, your football resume speaks volumes of your talent mm-hmm. and you're here playing in Adelaide, which I want to get to the Adelaide side of things um, in a few minutes' time. But um, can you go through some of your football resume and how you got started? Um, obviously, grew up in the UK uh, at the academies. So from like under 11s to under 18s, I was playing for the academies. Like, So how does that happen? How do you get selected to go to an academy um, as an under 11? We got scouted from school. So our school team were really good. Mm-hmm. Like we won everything. We were like the national like champions for our school team. Um, so some of the scouts came out and watched their games. I think nine of us got picked up, or maybe a few less, um, to go to um, Notts County. And then they folded, went to Nottingham Forest. Four years they folded, went to Leicester, and then went up into the seniors from there. Wow. And what's that like? like because we, we only we're only probably getting exposed now to women's football in England because of the Australian players who are getting opportunities yeah. there. So yeah. more and more we're seeing, you know, if say if Sam Kerr wasn't playing over for Chelsea, we probably wouldn't see many reports about English football no. and the women's football on our news services. But now we are. So yeah. we're getting exposed to them more, which is great and it should be like that. Yeah. But what what is it like when it comes to, uh, I guess, the – the exposure that the men's teams and the women's teams get, is it is it growing or is it still got a long way to go? Oh, it's definitely still got a long way to go, but it has grown massively. Just looking at, like, the top flight in the UK now compared to how it was even, like, three, four years ago, um, it's the, uh, surely the best women's league in the world. Um, and the players that it's attracting, like, you look at Chelsea and nearly every single player in that team is an international player, mm. whether they're, like, Dutch or... Australian, like wherever they're from. So I think it's definitely growing, but still, like when you drop down into that league below, uh, like the club I used to be at, um, Coventry United, went full time, lasted six months, and then you know they've gone into liquidation and players have lost their jobs. So it's still things like that happening. Like, so why did why team. did they fold? I don't know. I don't know the details of it. But, okay. Um, you know, like you know, you think you're going into a professional yeah, club yeah, yeah. and that's your career, and people leave jobs, and then it's just not sustainable for people so then how did you end up coming to australia and then specifically to adelaide um so i studied here in like 2016 17 so you didn't come adelaide. over to australia for football you came not over initially to stu- right so initially i came to study but that was just like a an exchange year what did you study much. mathematics what is you said that very slowly <laughs> you just studied maths yeah this see this is why because everyone goes what maths and i'm like yeah literally maths what do you mean? Like, let, like today maths. we're doing addition and subtraction <laughs> that we did in primary school. No, it, I mean, it develops slightly. Um, like, you press the cos and tan things on the calculator. Yeah, but then, like, not using a calculator. Yeah, right. So you know what pi is? Only, only to the standard two decimal places. What is it? Like everyone else, 3.14. I don't know any more than that. Mm, so obviously did well in your studies. <laughs> okay. All right, so you came here to study maths, which is, yep, good. Yep. And? Uh, then, yeah, did a year here, played just at like, Adelaide Uni whilst I was here. Went back uh, to the UK and sort of felt like I was going to end up back in Australia, back in Adelaide at some point. Were you no the best player well. at Adelaide Uni because you come over from these academies and your experience? And Adelaide Uni is like, hey, when you're not doing multiplication on the weekend studying, come and play some football on the weekend. See, when I played at Adelaide Uni, we had M Condon, yeah. 
Laura Johns, Cote. Um, who else did we have? Jenna McCormack. Okay, so not a bad team. Yeah. <laughs> not a bad team. So, <laughs> yeah, there was quite a few big big players in that team. Uh, yeah, and then I went home, for finished my degree, got a job, and then had the chance to come back out playing for Fulham United. Mm-hmm. And just went for it. Just came back out. And then did, did it get to a point where... Adelaide United say, do you want a trial for us? Or they, they notice you and go, oh, would you like to have an opportunity and we'll see how you go. Then they present a contract. Yeah, so I was playing, obviously, in the NPL and was having a pretty good season um, at Fulham. And I think I spoke to Ivan. Ivan asked me to come out when they started doing their pre-pre-season. Pre-pre-season? Um, yeah. Like pre-season, just, you know. Let's go for a run to prepare you for running. Yeah, okay. Pretty much. Um, and, yeah, it was a long, like, long few months and eventually like four days before the season started i signed a contract mm-hmm. which was good okay we're gonna we're gonna get to that but um you are one of the handful of players in the uh liberty a league women's competition that is working whilst working playing football mm. so some of the, the people that we've spoken to don't have to work full-time yeah. jobs but um or part-time jobs but you do so yeah. Can you talk through some of the jobs that you have had? Okay. Um, so, first job I had when I got back out here was at Foodland, Romeo's Foodland. Mm-hmm. And then I was, went to start my farm work. So, I was going to Malala to um, grade grain. Grade, like you go past grain. the grade, that's a B or a C. Almost, like <laughs> literally like looking at wheat and barley yeah. through a fine tooth cone. Right. And grading it and telling the farmers how much they were, you know, what grades. How did you know? Because I, I don't know. You I guessed it. Really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, we got we got some training. I bet you did. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So um, did you make any up? You're like, yeah, that's a good one. Nah, I'd chuck that one. No, because these farmers want to get paid, right? That would be savage. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, right. Um. Yeah, then I... Started grading potatoes. Are you intentionally not talking into the microphone, by the way? <laughs> I can, like, move my chair. So then when I lean back, yeah. I'm, like, still yeah, it's perfect. So you're, like, shot. right in the yeah. whole yeah. peripheral. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you were grading grain. I was grading yep. grain and mm-hmm. then went to grade potatoes. Oh, no, you're making that up now. So how do you grade potatoes? You know when you see those videos of the conveyor belts going along? Yes. And people throwing stuff off it really quickly? Yeah. That was me. But it was potatoes. Oh, so like, what makes a good potato? Um, I mean, you know what a bad potato is. When you open your bag of potatoes and you go, ooh, that's a bad potato. Yeah. So it's is green it or it's brown or it's soft or it's got cracks in it. Sweet potatoes too? No, just like, you know, like white pe- potatoes, kestrel potatoes, red potatoes. I don't know all the differences. I'm like, so what are the potatoes that you make roast potatoes with? Any of the above kind of depends on your preference. And what about potato salad? Yeah, the same. <laughs> so could you do like a like a blind test and go, yeah, that's a kestrel potato. Oh, no, because I these were raw potatoes Yeah, coming down the line. Yeah, but now you're an, an expert yeah. with potatoes. Yeah, but I didn't eat them. Why not? Did you flog any? No, we were actually allowed some. Yeah. I didn't really. I was seeing too many potatoes a day. It wasn't really what I wanted when I went home. Yeah, I feel that too. Like if you worked at a butcher, you wouldn't want a steak when you get home. Yeah, okay. And what else have you done work-wise? Um, then I was washing dishes. Right. 
um, at the Hilton Hotel. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I was serving breakfast at the Hilton Hotel. Oh, yeah. Do you fog any of that stuff? Well, we were... Good. Next. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and then now I work at McDonald's. Okay. Now, uh, you're smiling, and I don't want you to smile when talking about that. Thank you. We're not recording this, but thanks to um, McDonald's for sponsoring um, Adelaide United. Um, I I think you can look at this in two different ways, right? And I the, the reason why I ask you this question is not to laugh about it. Yeah. I, I, I hope you see that I'm being sincere when I say that because – I think your story and you making it work is an example of so many athletes, especially women athletes, that are trying to survive. But ultimately, you're doing it in a country that's not your own, Mm. in a COVID environment. So with your family over the other side of the world, with you not being able to see them and you having to work jobs, which ultimately you coming from the UK – in a professional environment, I'm sure you probably didn't expect to be working in particular jobs just to survive when when you look at the football's dream and stuff. Can I ask, and you can answer this as honestly as you like, how difficult the past two years has been for you with all of that combined? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been like had its moments where it's like pretty tough, but I think I made the decision – um, probably before I ended up coming out that I wanted to put soccer before everything else. Um, so it, it had already, I'd already sacrificed work for soccer. And then again, coming out here, that was my chance to like completely prioritize it. And that was what I wanted to do when I came out. It was like, okay, so with, I think you have that pressure when you're at home and you're living in that hometown. You always had that idea of how you grew up. Like I, I presumed I'd go do a degree maybe do a master's, end up being like an accountant or something like that. And that's kind of how you envision your life going. Um, And it wasn't really working how I wanted it to. Um, So I'd made the decision that I was going to try and prioritise soccer and didn't really know how that was going to look. So yeah, I guess I didn't really expect to be doing all these random jobs that, you know, I guess in essence I'm overqualified for. Um, But that was the decision I made was to put soccer first. And if that's what I've got to do to keep doing that, then... And without your family, has it been especially difficult? Yeah, um, there's definitely been moments where it's been hard. I mean, I'm not really someone who misses things too much. So I, in general day-to-day life, I, it doesn't really bother me, doesn't really phase me. I kind of just, you know, suck it up and get on with it. Um, but yeah, there's definitely been moments like um, my dad's brother passed away um, April time, I think, maybe. Maybe a bit later, May, June. Um, and... Yeah, to not be there with your family when something like that happens is super hard. And knowing that I actually can't go home if I want to carry on, you know, living here. Um, Yeah. So is that the the goal for you then is to continue playing well and to have an opportunity to go back overseas? Yeah. um, Eventually at some point, yeah. I'd love to go and see if I can play in the Super League at one point. I think that would be the point where I go, yeah, like – um, I guess I've achieved what I wanted to do. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't stop there, but um, I think that would definitely be a point where I looked back on my career and like the sacrifice that I made and said, yeah, it was all completely worth it. But even now, just um, getting, like playing for United was my first like proper professional contract and, you know, actually being able to, you know, say that it is my career um, is definitely um, another one of those, yeah, big. But that... 
that um, that hasn't been easy in itself either. So I don't want this to be a therapy session, but I'm glad that um, this is the thing I love about doing this podcast is I get to ask questions which aren't just like, Yo, do you like scoring goals? Yeah. <laughs> um, so when it comes to the whole statement of me the start saying you play with a chip on your shoulder, yeah. in, in, I love American basketball. Um, and that is that is uh, that term is used in a really nice, like loving way. Mm-hmm. It's not like you've got attitude or anything like yeah. that. But it's kind of – I feel like you've got a point to prove and you should. So uh, we had a really good chat uh, at the uh, season awards last, uh, last season. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, right, so you were one of the last people to get a contract – yeah. Uh, in your first season and now leading into this season, you're one of the last people to be signed. Mm-hmm. But I love your attitude to that because you're consistently scoring goals. Um, you scored a goal where you accidentally on purpose smashed someone in the face, which is totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> and that should have been a goal. But I love um, – some people could have just cracked the shits and yeah. said, nah, I'm just going to go float around in the NPL and I'm just going to score, goal, score goals there and work and get some money yeah. if I need to. Yeah. But – you are continually working your backside off yeah. to – it's not like you have a point to prove to anybody, but I feel like your journey has been one that is different to others who get a, a bit of an easier ride mm-hmm. and you're making the most of every minute you have on the pitch. Is that an accurate thing to say? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think like I said, like I just had those times where I had to choose what, like whether soccer was one of what I wanted to do or not, so – now I'm here doing it, you kind of look at it and go, well, I can't really half-ass it, you know. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it properly. And, yeah, I had to, like, I really had to sort of prove that I deserved a contract last season and then the season probably wasn't quite how I wanted it to go. And, again, I then had to prove in the off-season that I deserved another one. And then, so, yeah, to be on the pitch now and, like, feeling fresh, um, feeling like I came into the season ready, um, yeah, I think I am trying to prove something. I'm more to myself probably than anything. I genuinely um, feel like you are in a position now, if your form continues, which I'm sure it will, that you're controlling now everything more than you can. Like you, you're in control, which means that mm. uh, when it comes to contract time, like you might not have to worry about being the last one signed. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Because I think that was one of the things, um, you know, going from – because I'm, I'm quite realistic and I understand how these things work. And if I'd have had a better season next season, then I probably wouldn't have been in the situation where, you know, I had to wait and prove um, for another contract. Um, so, yeah, I kind of wanted to be in that situation at the end of this season where I can go, I've got options. Yeah. You know, and you have a good season and doors open. I'd, I have no idea what happens yet at the end of the season, but you have a good season and it opens doors. Yeah, and the team's going really well, which is great because I was nervous at the start of the season. We lost some really yeah. high-caliber yeah. players and we've come so far as uh, Liberty A-League women's side to continue the momentum, which I think we're a bit shaky in the first couple of games. Yeah. But to see the momentum now and what we're building, yeah. those those games that last season wouldn't have gone our way that are turning into three-point matches. Yeah. It's a real test against Melbourne City, which will be a really good test. But I feel... Um, we're setting ourselves up to have a really good season. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I kind of felt going into the season that I think my my worry in my mind was that it might take us too long to get going. We've got a lot of quality players, but the difference between this season and the seasons before is it's not that same group of players that have played with each other for years and years and years. A lot of those players have 
moved on. Um, so, and when you had play, you had players coming in at various points of preseason, and some of them weren't even there when the season started. Mm. Um, so, how long it was going to take for us to gel? But I think the last couple of games have maybe showed that we've we've got there. Um, so I'm yeah, I think it's going to get better from here as well. Awesome. Um, let's do some fan questions. Are you ready? What, ready. Is, what are you laughing at? It's just, I'm just laughing. Carry on. Well, thank you for your honesty. May I don't just sugarcoat these questions here. Um, now it's time for fan questions on the Pitch Podcast. Fiona Wurtz is here. Um, why do you wear number 23? Because that was the number they gave me last season. Okay, so. great. Sorry for asking. Um, <laughs> and uh, I thought there was a really cool story with that. Um, yeah, because no, you, you do uh, a bit of work at uh, McDonald's. Thank you very much to McDonald's for taking care of Adelaide United. Can we talk about the... The hack, which I spoke to you about about a week ago, because I when I when I want to do really right for myself, I'm like, you know what? I love when the fries are made fresh. So I said to, what do you like to be called? Fee, Wurtzy, whatever. I've never been called Wurtzy in my life. What's your nickname? Fee. Fee. Okay. Yeah. So I said to, can I call you Fee? You can. Yeah. yeah I said yeah, to no, Fee. No you know what you should do is you should. Um, order the fries with no salt because it means they have to cook them fresh and then you get them then you put some salt on them. But what did you say? Because you're there. Just ask for them to make it fresh and they probably will. So I've gone out of my way to uh, get saltless fries. Do you you want to know what my order is when I go to... Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Um, So I will get uh, two large fries, uh, a Grand Grand Angus... Um, a McChicken and a Junior Burger, and a water, of course. What's a Grand Angus? That's your. You work there, mate. A classic Angus. Yeah, but it used to be called a Grand Angus. Okay. Yeah. Not since I've been there. Who's your favourite McDonald's character? Ronald. Okay. Uh, good. So they are my questions. <laughs> I think it's important we ask the hard hitting stuff. Now on to D Lenart on Facebook. What's your best goal you've ever scored? Thank you as well to so good. Um, I actually don't know. I feel like most of my um, best goals uh, didn't actually go in. Do you know what I mean? Like I like hit the crossbar, that was a really and it good like would have been my when best you goal. Went bang to that. I know. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been quite a good goal. Um, that was an unreal goal. So what happened there? Did you do that on purpose? No. Okay. No, like she's. I don't know. I didn't even know it happened. In the moment, yeah. until I realised she was like holding her face. Yeah, if you go into Cooper Stadium now, you'll be able to see the rest of her nose that you left there. Um, so, sorry, what was your favourite goal? Um, I actually don't, I don't, I don't know. All right, thanks um, for the question, sure. D. She doesn't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Annoying underscore Darcy on Instagram. Most difficult team you've played against? Uh, um, probably like Man City mm-hmm. back in the UK. Played them a couple of Right. And then the kind of games where we'd lose like 9-0. Um, if you scored a goal yeah. and the team was losing 9-0, would you still celebrate the goal? I, I don't even <laughs> celebrate when it's like a last-minute win. I'm yeah, not no. much of a celebrator. No, you've got swagger. Um, one day on Instagram, who you're welcome, has uh, shaved his head in honour of me. Um, who oh, is, is your, that the reason? Probably not. Um, his gross back. Who is your favourite footballer around the world? Um... I'm a big fan of like Sam Kerr and like Vivian Miedema. Mm-hmm. Quality forwards and women's players as well, which is nice. 
I uh, am not going to tell you I know how people think, but I'm assuming Day was wanting you to say Day. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I Yeah, if you're talking about like male Adelaide United players, we'll go with Day. yeah. Great. Uh, Ranger Rampage Gaming and Designs on Twitter. If you could live a day in a life of someone, who would it be, why, and what would you do? I feel like it would have to be like a male... Okay. I feel like it would be interesting to be a male for the day. <laughs> Why? Just, do you not think it would? Do you not think if you could be a woman for, day, for a day, it would be interesting? I feel like you just get a different percepti- perspective mm. on things. I've no? really spent too much time thinking about it, but I guess. Well, I hadn't until I'd go and get my hair question. done if I was a woman for a day. Would you? Yeah. What if you still had hair like that and you're a woman? Well... Um, Charlotte, uh, thanks for the question. Um, Ranga Rampage Gaming and Designs on Twitter. I've not really answered any of these yet, have I? No, they've been horrific. Um, Charlotte Grant on Instagram. What's the biggest potato you've picked? Oh, there's actually some of these potatoes would be like this big. Mm. The camera, the camera's on. The camera's like, definitely on. Yeah. Sometimes you'd have one come down the conveyor, it'd be this big, and we'd just like pick it up and like show each other. Like, look at this massive potato. And you put it back down on the conveyor. You put it in the bin. No. Why you put it in the bin? It's a giant potato. Yeah, but you get a bag of potatoes with one potato. In yeah, it. just chop it up. Roast potatoes for the family. I know. It's a waste, really, isn't it? See, that's why you got fired from that job. Um, uh, Eleni on Instagram, why do you always forget to turn your GPS on? <laughs> i got bad memory. And if it's on and it's in my thing, it falls out. How far are you running in a game? Um, oh, I did, like, somewhere between 10 and 11, I think it normally is. It's a, it's a lot of games. I'm normally up there. Okay. Yeah, oh, geez, someone's the, a good runner. Yeah, All right. Um, Brooke underscore Nicole on Instagram. What made you come to Adelaide United out of all the other clubs? You kind of answered that really, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, I didn't really Brooke. have any other choice, I okay. think. Oh, all right. Like, no, like, I mean, it, was gonna be, it wasn't going to be any other any women club, you know? Yep. <sighs> Nicole. Was a great, yeah. No, you I'm go. Here. You get the intro. Go. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> That sounded really bad, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Uh, Nicole Tilly on Instagram, if you could play for any club in the world, who would it be and why is it West Adelaide? (laughs) Um, I would play for Chelsea, I reckon. Okay. Aaron Ramos, 3825, best player you played against? Oh, like maybe someone like Farrah Williams. Do you know who that is? No, just more amazing. You go... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the only thing you've done into the microphone. <laughs> um, uh, best role model in the team? Ooh, best role model in the team. Let me think this year. Okay. Sorry. That's fine. Yeah, this, is this meant to be quick fire or something? No, wait. Okay. okay. Um, I'd have said, well, last year, first person that would come to mind would be Charlie Grant. Mm-hmm. She's just one of those players that's like always doing more, always doing extra. Just You can just tell she wants it. 100%, yeah. Zach Hilda on Instagram, what's your biggest fear? Um, my biggest fear, just, um, oh, I was going to get really deep. Like, yeah, most fine. people say, so I was going to say, like, failure. That's fine. <laughs> okay. This is a safe place. This is a safe place. Um, you haven't failed on this podcast. You've done a great job. Will Wakefield 7 on Instagram, best, cl- best game you've played in? The best game I've played? Oh, I mean... The game at Coopers last year when there's like 5,000 people there, I'd say that's good. You know, the biggest crowd I've ever played in front of. 
Phil Heard on Instagram. Phil Heard that you were going to answer this question. What's the best about playing for... I did the same joke last week. It wasn't funny then either. I had a dream about Louis Dorigo the other night. Gave him a hug. Hope he's all right. Love you, Louis. Um, what's the best thing about playing for a club like Adelaide United? Um, I think the people. It's uh, just there's so many good people at the club. Mm. Um, I think that makes a difference. Josh Nacker. Don't hit him in the knackers. What is your most underrated fruit? Wait, what? What's the most underrated fruit? Underrated fruit? Yeah. Um, Strawberries. I mean, I feel they're pretty rated. They're pretty rated, mate. Underrated? Yeah. Guava? I don't think I've ever eaten guava. I've had it, you know, like as as part of a drink. Okay. Never eaten on his own. Most, and I'm going to answer this question. I reckon just like, uh, I think you want Mandarin. I was going to call it a satsuma, but you don't call them a satsumas. What? A satsuma. What's a satsuma? It's like a mandarin, but it's a, nor- it's a type of orange. This is like people who call coriander cilantro. Cilantro? Yeah, no. Cil- cilantro, it's cavallo, a different type of orange that I don't think you have here. Oh, sorry. Sorry we don't have that here. Um, I think mandarins are really inconsistent because they can they be are. great, but then sometimes you get more yep. pip. Yeah, that's it, mate. They ruin yeah, it. That's oh. it. Good job. Yeah, great. Glad we agree. Um, Blaze Teal on Instagram. What's your favourite formation? Four four two. Okay, um, a bit of an inside joke. Do you want to tell us? No, like it was. I don't. It's not funny. <laughs> no, tell us. We'll laugh. No, it's genuinely not funny. But she, yeah, let's carry on. No, tell us. Tell us why. No, we just had a joke about it. You're right, it wasn't funny. Um, heard you're a massive fan of Big Mike, a.k.a. Stormzy. Is this true? Yeah, big fan of Stormzy. He's a great guy. Good question. Um, this seems it is, could... This is, still, is this still Blaze? I don't know. This yeah, seems... She, they're all Blaze. She didn't realise that they weren't anonymous. Oh. And she put five questions in. Yeah, let's just and ask them all, Blaze. Them all yeah, this seems like it could be your best season yet. What's your secret? Um, my secret Don't is... lean on the chair. You might hurt yourself. You've got a game this weekend. <laughs> it's... Um, my teammates. That's my secret. Not much of a secret. What slash who keeps coming? Keep what slash who keeps you coming back to Australia? Um, COVID. Soccer. COVID. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I answered that for you. What, what stops me leaving is COVID. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. Oh, that's your answer. Uh, no, soccer. Is the Okay, Joseph Russell on Facebook, favourite coach at Fulham United. What, you think I made that up? No, I just, I didn't hear the name. And Joseph then I realised it was a coach at Adelaide United. Favourite coach at Fulham uh, United? <laughs> I think we've run out of time. Um, Fee, can you please sign this yes. plain shirt? And then we are going to uh, give that away at the uh, conclusion of the season. Um, don't forget, we have... Are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> I got really awkward because I was about to sign the breast. I felt weird. And I'm, like, doing serious <laughs> stuff to the camera. And I'm going to get down here. We have a uh, double header against uh, Melbourne City and our A-League men in the ISUs. Isuzu Ute are playing against... Did you fix that? Yeah. Uh, playing against the Wanderers and, I mean, just sign the top, mate, please. Well, we can't finish this until you sign the top. 
Oh, God. I'll hold this down. Thank you. Um, hopefully you have enjoyed this. Yes, thank you. Um, thank you for your honesty and uh, keep smashing it. I love watching you play and succeeding, mate. It's been really good and we've only just started, so um, continue doing that. Thank you for your time on the Pitch Podcast. Do you have any uh, parting words? No, thank you. Okay, great. Well, uh, thank you. Uh, share this, like it, subscribe. Um, thanks for watching. It was good, wasn't it? See ya.